Hello. My name is Pete Buttigieg, and I'm the Secretary of Transportation. And I'm Chastin Buttigieg, and my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. And for the record, I am not some low-rank queen from Michigan. On behalf of Creepy Uncle Joe the Hair Sniffer, Queen Kamala, and the rest of the Biden administration, we'd like to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Even if it's oppressive to the Native Americans out there. And on a personal note, I'd also like to say how happy we are that Miller Frost is back behind his microphone. Peter! What did we just talk about on the way over here? How you wish I'd get a penile implant so you could feel something? Not that, Peter. Although that's true, you really do have a small wee-wee. Guess again. How you wish I could be as manly as Beta O'Rourke? Oh, not that either, Peter. Although that's true, too. Beta is so dreamy. And come to think of it, I think even little David Hogg, up on his cross, he's more manly than you. Guess again, Peter. How I drive like a brain-damaged grandmother on lithium? Peter, I swear to God, you are so stupid sometimes. I told you not to say anything nice about Miller Frost. That nasty old queen calling me low rent and you coming up on in here, talking all nice about him. I'm sorry, Chastin. Oh, you're always sorry, Peter. You are always sorry. I'm sorry, Chastin, that I can't help you with Barack and Oprah today. You're going to have to ask the nanny to change their diapers. I'm sorry, Chastin, that I wear cheap suits that you always have to take to the dry cleaner. I'm sorry, Chastin, that I'm so bad in bed that I can't last more than 15 seconds. Lies, Peter. All lies. You know what? I just can't stand and look at you right now. Take me home. Chastin, where are you going? Chastin. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Peter! Coming, my love. White boy Malcolm X. Did those two queens just leave all on their own? Do I actually not have to throw them off the show for once? Yes, that's what I thought. Not that I'm complaining, folks. I generally have to toss their gay asses to the curb. Throw them right off the podcast. But off they go, without me having to do a damn thing. But anyway, yes, yes, we are back. After, what, about a month or so? We're back at it again. Long story short, I just, I needed a little bit of a break. And I hate to admit this, but... I got, well, how do I put this? Did a little too much navel gazing, if you know what that means. Thinking about the podcast, 
about what we've been doing the past two plus years or so, about where I thought I wanted to take it, what I thought success would look like, but that's been the last month or so. Me taking a break, goofing off, navel-gazing. Worst part, though, in addition to not doing any of these, I still had to buy Italian beer for White Boy Malcolm X. That queen wasn't lifting a finger to do anything, but I was still buying the damn beer. And speaking of the break, I had a guy ping me on Twitter the other day. Tuesday, I think. And my handle, by the way, if you're interested in harassing me online, that's at Frozen Miller. But this guy, he asked about the podcast, made a comment to me about how I hadn't done one in a while. And I was like, yeah, I kind of needed a break. Should have dropped a warning ahead of time. But I was planning on coming back over the holiday which I've been mulling over the past week or so, getting back to it, because let's face it, folks, some stories, I just can't help myself. I can't not respond to them. And with Twitter, now I go on there to have fun. And with Elon Musk, him running things now, Twitter's actually fun again. You don't have to worry about getting suspended for calling Jake Tapper a hysterical drama queen. But I go on there mostly just for the banter. You know, color commentary on news stories. I get to troll idiots like creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. David Hogg. Him up on his cross. Those Afeba files at the Lincoln Project. But this guy, after commenting about no show for a while, he said he enjoyed my sense of humor. Which, let's be honest, not something I hear every day. And this will entertain you, white boy Malcolm X. This is what I didn't tell you about before. I read that and I guess I kind of, well, I got flustered a bit just for a moment. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, I did. And screw you over there with that look. I'm just not, that's just the last thing I was ever, 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 ever expecting to read on Twitter. Someone paying me a compliment like that. Completely out of left field. So I, you know what? Now I know how it must have felt for Ronan Rubenstein, our favorite bisexual here on the Miller Frost podcast. The first time Ronan went out to a gay bar in West Hollywood, him going out there to get allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, banged by half the guys at the bar, how he must have felt the first time some queen paid him a compliment. Guy was probably like, You're kind of pretty. You want to go to the back? Get banged by me and my friends? And Ronan, oh, I'm just so, I'm so flattered. You're making me blush here. Thank you so much. 
of course I like to get banged by you and your friends. So that's kind of how I felt. But without the gang bang at the end. So what have we missed? I'll tell you what, folks. Podcast or no, I have been tagging stories left and right. I think I have like at least a few dozen stories lined up, most of which are very old news and we're not going to talk about. But here, I'll give you a sample of some of the headlines I tagged during our one-month break. So Prince Harry Ginger is coming out with a book. From page six, consequences of Prince Harry's tell-all will be highly destructive, royal expert. And that book comes out on January 10th. That's how lazy this dopey ginger is. Can't even get the book out on time to take advantage of holiday book sales. Probably too busy sucking up to a social climbing wife, Meghan Markle. White boy Malcolm X, you have a, well, I'll just say a robust ginger fetish. You bang a Ronald McDonald blow-up doll just to get your ginger fix. You, watching Riverdale with you, you lusting over AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger, that delicious hunk of a ginger, is like having to witness someone else watching porn. So you've got some street cred when it comes to gingers. You love you some gingers. Would you, sir, obsessing over gingers like you do, would you buy Prince Harry Ginger's book? Hell no. That's what I thought. It's probably a coloring book anyway. It's got to be as bad, if not worse, than what Megan McCain, what her vapid coloring book autobiography said. I vote worse. From Boston.com, MBTA expects orange line delays to continue into December. As riders continue to return to the system, I understand the frustration many of them feel. Yeah, right. You know, they shut that subway line down for a month. They closed one of the major subway lines in Boston that runs north-south, closed it down with the promise that whenever they reopened, they'd have just about everything fixed. And shazam, they lied. Damn thing is as slow as ever. And I don't feel bad one iota for those folks in Boston. Boston is filled with people who masturbate to big government. The solution to every problem is more government. And here's a government entity at work as feckless as ever, but this is what they voted for. And this is what they'll continue to vote for. So, you know, 
What's the saying? The government you elect is the government you deserve. So you folks in Boston, scream at the MBTA all you want. This is what you voted for. From human events, poll, majority of young Americans believe there is no such thing as absolute truth. And this was a poll conducted by McLaughlin and Associates. They did that for Summit Ministries. And it showed that for Gen Z kids out there, them and some late millennial kids, those between the ages of 18 and 29, 42% of them said that there was absolute truth, while 55% said that each individual determines their own version of truth. This is why we have woke math. Two times two equals 5,683. And you're a racist if you think otherwise. This is why back, what, 20, 30 years ago, we had abonics, correct grammar, correct pronunciation of words. That's whitey's world. That's also racist. This is why we have 100 different gender identities. This is why we have God knows, God only knows, How many super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns? This is why some women have man meat and pregnant men have hoo-hoos. This is why our tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, is now run by our new gender identity overlords and is infested by all these heterosexual kids with personality disorders. Oh, I'm bi-gender queer. Oh, I'm polyamorous asexual. Oh, I'm demisexual gender fluid. No, you're not. You're just a bored, insecure straight kid with attention issues. From the New York Post, I'm too pretty to work. F getting up at 6 a.m. every day for 60 years. And this comes to us from, well, her name is Lucy Welsher. She's a Jesus Christmas. Of course she is. A social media influencer. And so she goes on to TikTok and says, I do not want to work for the rest of my life. Does it look like I want to get up at 6 a.m. every effing day for the next 60 years? No. I'm too pretty for that. And to complete the picture of Lucy Welsher, she's some fake blonde, horrible roots there, dear. Some stringy fake blonde with a nose piercing. Another loser Gen Z kid out there. Now I hate to be catty. I really do, folks. But she's not even that attractive. Now I know that I'm gay. I am a big old queen, so it's not really my thing. But I know an attractive woman when I see one. Doesn't do a damn thing for me, but I know an attractive woman when I see one. And this stupid, vapid clown on social media with her nose piercing and bad dye job 
This chick, bless her heart, not even close. On her best day, on her prettiest day, she's selling perfume at a kiosk at some mall in Des Moines, Iowa. That, or she's working the dressing rooms at Victoria's Secret. All the really attractive co-workers, everyone else but her, they're working the front of the store. They keep her ugly ass in the back. She gets to rehang all the panties and bras other women have tried on. And once she hits 30, on her best day, she's waitressing at a truck stop off some interstate in Kansas, giving blowjobs to truckers between shifts. That's the high point from there. Giving blowjobs to truckers between shifts. And Lucy, you have fun with that. And lastly, in a quick overview of stories we missed this past month, I guess we also missed Halloween. Here's another one from page six. Joe Jonas is flow from progressive and more star snaps. I saw this one and I was like, hmm. Because there is that rumor that allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, one of the Joni brothers was gay. You have Nick Jonas. He's the baby Joni. Now, he did gay for paying Kingdom. That's the MMA show from a few years ago. That also had Matt Loria in it. Now, that's a man. That is, he is all man. All you horny high school teachers out there. Ah, not that fresh teacher bait. Seducing that fresh teacher bait. Making sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait. This is what I mean when I say to get yourself a real man. Not some pimply-faced teenage boy. More Sebastian Stan. More Matt Loria. Less little Timmy with two chest hairs. Man, talk about going off track there. This is what I get for not doing a podcast for a month. But you got him, the baby Joni, and you've also got Joe here. Now he's the one. He's married to Sophie, whatever the hell her last name is. She's the one that lives in Winterfell. He's married to the Queen of the North from Game of Thrones. And she's the one who came out, what, a year or so ago? Came out publicly and announced that she was bisexual. She's married to a Joni brother, but she's also into women. And at the time, if memory serves me correctly, I said that something was odd in that marriage. For her to come out like that publicly and say that, like her man can't please her enough, she's got to dabble a bit. And now here he is in drag. And who likes to get dressed up in drag? Queens. Queens love to get dressed up in drag. At least some of them do. And you know who you are. So, maybe possibly, 
We might have figured this one out. I guess it could be the third Jonai brother. I can't remember his name. White boy Malcolm X. What's the third Jonai brother's name? You got drag queen Joe here. You got gay for pay Nick. Who's the other one? I know he's not Ginger, but what's his name? No idea. Yeah. No idea what his name is. Don't even care enough to look him up. So whatever your name is, no one cares about you. You're not worth remembering. Sure as hell not worth discussing. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. Oh, this is another one. Another golden oldie. And white boy Malcolm X, I'm almost, maybe possibly, starting to feel just a little bad for 86ing you wanting to go down to P-Town for your birthday. Your birthday extravaganza. I am. Yes. Maybe possibly. And I only say this because we missed out on going to, well, here's the headline. From Boston.com. Massachusetts has one of the best gay bars in America, according to Esquire. The publication says the bar is queer magic and a joy to behold. First story, out of the gate, after a month away, and I already got me some agita. You silly queens over at Esquire. You silly, silly queens over at Esquire. What kind of dumb do you have to be to use that obnoxious word queer? A gay bar does not have queer magic. A gay bar has gay magic. And I would know because I am a big old queen. And I've been going to gay bars for the past, well, at this point, 30 plus years. And not once, not that I go out that often these days, but when I did, not once did I hear any queen in there, any of them scream out, oh, I just love all this queer magic going on up in here. Yay, girls. Not once. Full stop. I can't believe I have to explain this again. Really? Queer is a word used by heterosexuals with personality disorders who want to seem oh so edgy and cool. No self-respecting queen would ever use that word. In fact, and what's the name of this bar? The Boat Slip. If you hung a side outside the boat slip and said, come on in for some queer magic, there wouldn't be one queen in that place. But you'd be packed to the rafters with folks in their super special pain-in-the-ass gender identities, their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. But not one queen, not one self-respecting queen, whatever, lower herself to darken that door. If I want queer magic, I'll head down to my local Starbucks for that. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, Starbucks, my Starbucks, our Starbucks. Folks, 
I got to tell you, my Starbucks, our Starbucks up the road, for a suburban Starbucks, given what lives around here, mostly rich, hysterical white liberals, that's Starbucks, and I don't think I'm exaggerating here, that has got to be the queerest Starbucks outside of downtown San Francisco. I think, and white boy Malcolm X, please tell me if you disagree. But I think about maybe half those kids working there are some sort of queer. And you toss in the other members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, gay or lesbian or kind of gay, the bisexuals. I would say most of the staff is either gay, kind of gay, or queer. Would you agree with that, sir? Yes? That's what I thought. Now, they're the nicest kids, though. They really are. Nicest kids ever. Always friendly. And folks, they know me by name and still don't spit in my coffee. They're great. No complaints whatsoever. What? Big softy? No. I'm not going soft at all, white boy Malcolm X. Now look, I know that I give the queer folks a lot of grief. A lot of grief. But when I do that, you know that I'm, I'm generally talking about the ones who, you know, run tattletailing to HR or some woke college administrator because someone maybe possibly might have misgendered them or forgot their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. People now can get fired, lose their jobs over this garbage, which is just insane to me. But that's who I'm talking about. These hysterical, in-your-face brats that run around like a pack of queer mean girls. They're all about, they want to make their queerness, their super special pain-in-the-ass gender identity, their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, the center of everyone's attention, whether we like it or not. That's who I'm talking about. Like woke LeBron James, it's all about them. It's their world. We just live in it. Yes, of course it is, princess. Prince, non-binary member of the royal family. Of course it is. From LGBTQ Nation, those girls at LGBTQ Nation, Kanye West says he's running for president with ex-gay troll Milo Yiannopoulos' help. The two were spotted hanging out and used the moment to announce Kanye's presidential bid. Good God. What a dumpster fire from hell that's going to be. Now, I thought Kanye West, he went off the deep end, changed his name to Ye or Ye, however the hell you pronounce that, was having himself a, a full-on meltdown. Saw something about it a few weeks ago. Him and some anti-Semitic comments. Him losing sponsors. Something like that. 
Now, I would have figured him getting out of that Kardashian orbit, that vapid clown car of a family, that would make him less crazy. But I guess not. Maybe it was her getting banged by Pete Davidson, that man-child with the horse penis. Maybe that sent him over the edge. Probably like, that dopey stoner white kid has a bigger dick than I do? What the hell? I think I'm going crazy. And, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, he did. At least a little bit. And Milo Yiannopoulos, that queen, ex-queen, whatever, we've not heard from her in quite some time. Was just wondering what he was up to. I guess he's given up on his gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa down there in Florida. I guess not enough Benjamins for him in that. So now that succubus, that social climbing leech, has attached himself to Kanye Yee West. For not being gay anymore, he sure looks like he got himself one hell of a sugar daddy. I bet even Tom Daly, that spoiled little cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo, even he's probably like, well played, sir. And no, folks, we still have not watched Daddy Dustin's HBO Max documentary. What was the name of that thing? Mama's Boy? Something like that? Of course he is. But these two, Kanye, Yee West, and Milo, ex-gay, <laughs> yeah, right, Yiannopoulos, these two deserve each other. Both of them attention-starved, one already scraping the bottom, one rapidly on his way down. And this farcical presidential run, Milo sucking off a Kanye, bleeding him dry as best he can. You two clowns have fun with that. And for our last story, folks, it's from Out.com. Those girls over at Out.com, Timothy Chalomet, goes cruising, jerks a man off in bones and all. And calm down out there, you queens. Bones and all, that's the name of a movie. Timothy is not just running around, going cruising, randomly jerking guys off. At least not that we know about anyway. He's only cruising and giving a handy in a movie. And they describe this movie, those girls over at Out.com call this a Jesus Christmas, cannibalistic, romantic horror film. It has Timothée and Taylor Russell. And calm down again out there, you silly queens. Taylor is a woman. And I believe a woman in the pre-2020 sense. But these two are young cannibal lovers who run around killing and eating people. Sounds riveting. And what's got Out.com, those girls over at Out.com, all excited, is that Timothée, in one scene, 
he cruises some guy at a county fair or something. They go off into a cornfield, start making out. Taylor, the woman, comes along, sees Timothée giving the guy a handy, and right before the guy finishes, can't even do the decent thing and let him finish. Timothée slits the guy's throat, and he and Taylor, the woman, eat him. So over there at Out.com, they're like, oh my God, oh my God, Timothée Chalamet's character might be, maybe possibly, bisexual. And they believe that, they make that argument, because if he were straight, he wouldn't give the guy a hand job. He just slit his throat and call it a day. Talk about a, a stretch. Talk about grasping at straws. So, Timothée, he's doing gay for pay again. Or I guess, part-time gay for pay, if he's bisexual. Which is, whatever. I'm sure Michael Urie is having a fit right about now. I'm sure Billy Eichner, if he's not still sobbing over that bomb he made, Rose, I'm sure he's having a bit of a fit too. Timothée, if you're out there listening to this podcast, let me tell you something. Do as much gay for pay as you want. Jerk off as many guys as you want. But you will never, ever, ever replace world-renowned gay for pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. At least not as far as we're concerned. You and... I almost said song and dance man, Tom Holland, but that's not who I'm thinking about. White boy Malcolm X. I can't remember his name. Again, he's not Ginger. But who's that other twink trying to usurp Benedict Cumberbatch's title? The one who played Elton John. Taron Edgerton. That's right. Listen, you two twinks. Cut it out. Not happening. And you know who's going to love this movie, White Boy Malcolm X? This movie about creepy cannibal lovers killing and eating people. Above and beyond all the Silence of the Lambs fanboys, fangirls, fan non-binary folk out there. Gay pedophiles. Yes, gay pedophiles, White Boy Malcolm X. And I only say that because Timothée, as we all know, he has the body of a 10-year-old boy. That hairless twink has the body of an emaciated 10-year-old boy. So, if you've got him making out and jerking off some other guy, especially if he's shirtless, that's got to be as close to pedophilia as you can get. Legally, anyway, in a movie. Because if I saw a shirtless Timothée Chalamet jerking off another guy, I'd probably throw up in my mouth a bit, thinking I was watching some sick, creepy pedophile making some prepubescent boy give him a handy. So I'm sure the creepy gay pedophile set, they're going to be all over this one. And I would say, 
You have fun with that. But you sick weirdos, no. Just no. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly part-time gay-for-pay cannibal movie, even if it's a dream come true for the creepy pedophile set, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Thanksgiving edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great Thanksgiving, a wonderful rest of the week, and we'll see you back here, hopefully again this weekend. Definitely not a month from now. In the meantime, take care.